Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Yes, it's 105 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Derek Scott with you. This is Oilers Now. A reminder that tomorrow is the NHL trade deadline, and our trade deadline show will be uh, coverage will be presented by Pub 1905 with 75 cent wings, $7 Canadian, and Coors Lights every game day. Head to Pub 1905 on Jasper Avenue. You never know who's going to swing by there after the game. All right. Um, Let's do this. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. A reminder, we're heading back to California in April with New West Travel. You fly to L.A., watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott L.A. Live, lower bowl game tickets for both games, and a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests. For the Cali road trip, visit newwesttravel.com. We're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, the River Cree Resort. Casino excitement bet on it open 24 7 365. Our Oilers now headliner today is for Wilhawk beef jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk W I L H A U K today. And we welcome back to the show longtime Washington Capital player and now broadcaster. He's watched his team get dismantled a bit here as injury riddled as they've been. They've made some trades, they've also signed some players to extensions. We welcome back Al May. Al, how are you? I'm doing great, Bob. Good to be back. Yes. So, look, uh, Orlov ends up going with halfway to the Boston Bruins. I was a little bit surprised that the uh, uh, Caps turn around and flip that Boston number one to the Maple Leafs and then deal to get Rasmus Sandin. They must really like him. They've extended Nick uh, Jensen to a three-year deal at $4 bucks. They ex- extended Dylan Strom at $5 million times five. Um, so I'm going to throw a total curveball at you right here, right now, because we're getting people texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. In your opinion, would there be a possibility that Washington would move Tom Wilson? You know what? Someone started that garbage yesterday, and there is zero, uh, zero truth to any of it. It's, I don't, it's not going to happen unless you're going to trade 10 first-round draft picks. Uh, they love the player. Um, he's still in his 20s. They have to get younger. 
They're not throwing in the towel on the rest of Ovechkin's career or Carlson's career uh, or Nick Backstrom. So uh, I think a former Pittsburgh Penguins player started that yesterday, and uh, I've been told that it was never mentioned, it's never been brought up. I'm sure that people ask, is there any chance, and the answer is always a hard no. Uh, so I, I would say uh, I would say I'll be an absolute shock. I'd be in the shock that I had the day that Gretz was traded to L.A. So it, uh, you know, it's, it's not impossible, but it would be absolutely shocking for the Washington Capitals. Of course, he is a right wing. There's a lot of people that are sitting there saying, Bob, he'd be exactly what the Oilers would need in their top six. Yes, he'd be exactly what a lot of teams would need in their top six. Uh, for the purposes of this season and next year, uh, Wilson has a 17-no trade list as well. Um, Maria, tell me the rationale behind the Sandine trade because they moved Eric Gustafson, who had a great season for you guys in Washington. Now he had 38 points. Uh, they must really like Rasmus Sandine to flip back that Boston number one, do they not? Well, there's a, there's a lot of layers to it, and I would say the number one was that Gustafson was offered a contract. You know, he's a player that's been very iffy in his career, especially when he doesn't have the puck. This is the second season where he had offensive success. The majority of it was when he got bumped on to partner with John Carlson. And, you know, they, they were a force to be reckoned with. Once Carlson got hurt, his five-on-five play numbers faltered. He started to get some power play points here and there. But uh, they offered him a two-year contract that I believe $2 million was turned down, wanted more term. And I guess that's when the phones got hung up. And then... You know, they, they went with the cost certainty of Sandine. You know, he's a guy that was playing a 4-5 role, can play both sides, solid on his skates. He's a project, a former first-rounder. I think he's 22 years old, and he's going to be paid $1.4 million next year. Uh, so I, I think that's a lot to do with it had contract certainty. And you look at the pick, it's, you know, potentially it's 32nd overall. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like you're trading a lottery pick. So I was in shock when I saw the first. At first, I misread it. I, I saw Gustafson going for Sandine in the first rounder. I was like, holy hell, did they get fleeced on that one in Toronto? And on the other side of it, I go, well, I guess they wanted Sandine in the $1.4 million contract hit that he cares, carries, and he'll be one of the, the few young defensemen that the Capitals have. Well, at the start of this week, the Washington Capitals had one defenseman under contract next year. It's John Carlson. Now, subsequent to that, they've signed, as I mentioned, Jensen. They've got Sandine for another year. Uh, I mean, uh they're, they are in the position that they are. Carlson is injured at this time. That's their best defenseman. Jensen's a solid guy with good analytics. Um, tell me about Orlov. Do you still think there's a possibility he ultimately does re-sign in Washington? Well, he, from what I was told, he wanted max term, and the number was outrageous. And I think like a lot of players... Uh, and you really have to be honest with yourself as a player because your agent's going to pump you up and tell you you can get this and you can get that. Uh, I love Dmitry Orlov. I think he's a great second pair. Uh, would he help the Oilers? Yeah, would he help? He certainly helped him Boston already. Uh, he can get the puck up the ice. He can pass, whether it's skating or passing, he's got a rocket of a shot. Uh, he's a devastating hitter. He's durable. Uh, but I don't think he's going to get a max contract, and I don't think he's going to get max dollars. So could he come back? Yeah, and I think he was an absolute shock. And the day that he found out that he was going to be traded and the negotiations were cut off, he had his worst game I had seen since 
before Barry Trotz was the coach. And, you know, his play had been so consistent and solid over the years. So there was obviously something wrong that day. And it was a shock to the system. He was, you know, delivering pizzas all over the ice. He was covered. You could tell his head was just totally lost. But uh, he looks really good in Boston, par- partnered with McAvoy. And uh, I think it's going to really help him you know, solidify what people think. If Boston has a really good run in the playoffs and he's another solid playoff performer like he was for the Caps in 2018. Connor Sherry is an undersized guy that has put up pretty good numbers. Now, he had a good start to Leary. He's been quiet of late. Part of that might be because of who's come back to Washington's lineup. Could he be a useful playoff addition for somebody? I love this player. And I, there's been a lot going on. I think, you know, what's, I don't know what's going on with this contract. Uh, White just had a baby a couple days ago, you know, their second in a year or so, Um, you know, life and things like that. But this kid gives you his incredible effort every night. And and I would blame a lot of what's gone on with his goal scoring slump lately as that every single night there's different lines and there's no cohesiveness. There's, you know, one night he's, you know, the, the fourth line here was playing a ton with Dowd and Hathaway. You know, they'd have to put him back there to, you know, get the four check. That line will play as much as the first way too many times. Then he'd be up on right wing with Ovechkin and uh, Kuznetsov. And I think once Backstrom and Wilson came back, uh, Laviolette, there were so many bizarre line combos and pairings and weird experimentations. Uh, and I, I think that really affected Connor. But he's been exceptional since he's been a cap. He was like a lot of guys uh, during the Ralph Kruger era in or error in buffalo where he went completely backwards and it looked like his career was over like every other player that was playing there for a few years and he came to washington and he played the first night they sat him out they put him back in and he's been really good for them ever since can play left wing right wing penalty kill power play can play on any line Never complained. He's a solid person, loved by his teammates, and he'd give you a lot, and he gave Pittsburgh a lot when they won their two cups with him in the lineup. We're joined right now by Frank's, or uh, by Frank Saravelli. Al, I just called you Frank Saravelli. You look a lot younger than he does, and you're a lot older. So uh, there you go. A lot, hey, a lot taller and a lot lighter as well. So. <laughs> well <Got a> lot. <laughs> you have to slide that in. <laughs> Frank's a good dude. You got to admit, like, uh, not quite as good as your doctor buddy in uh, Washington. That guy. What's that guy's name again? Yeah. Drew? Dr. Drew? Doc, Dr. Drew, yep. Yeah, well, uh, you know, <laughs> you remember Risky Business? What yeah. was the line? Princeton needs Joel. You need Dr. Drew. He's a good friend. <laughs> so, Cabo to myself, still chuckle about that night. Uh, all right. Hey, look, let's uh, switch focus. I'd like to get your thoughts on the Edmonton Oilers acquisition of Matthias Eckholm. Well, I wanted the Caps to grab this guy for years, and I think a lot of teams screwed up in not getting him. And when I've watched him play over the years, I remember being in Nashville for the finals, and every time he's ever played against the Caps, just a solid player. And, you know, I've said this before on your show, you you need your defensemen to be able to perfect simple. There's a guy that has perfected simple, and you know, it's not a derogatory thing for me to say. I, I mean it in the fact that he has really got his game down. He knows who he is. He can play on left or right side. Uh, in my opinion, he can play with anyone, and you can put him out there to check, 
and I, I, I really like the player. Uh, outlet pass, one-on-one containment, uh, skating ability, size, size you can't teach, and uh, he, he's the package you want, and he's the kind of guy I really feel that the Oilers were missing back there. You know, he, he's another, like, size, defensive, shutdown, uh, and once again, you can play on both sides. Uh, I think he's a great skater, a big guy, strong on his skates, knows how to play in front of the net, and uh, has been good in the playoffs. So he was a great get for the Oilers because when I kept looking at the lineup, I kept feeling there were holes back there, and uh, this guy is an important addition. You need to have those types of players to go far in the playoffs, just like you need to have a solid third and fourth line. You know, we focus so much on the top lines, but I know when Pittsburgh won their Stanley Cup, it, it, it was a cumulative effort of everyone. And it was those third and fourth lines got stacked, and all of a sudden their defense had so many different-looking players that were guys willing to block shots, uh, play tough in the corners, contain, shut down D against the other team's top players. So I think the Oilers did very well in that regard, and uh, he's only going to help them and help their other defensemen. And they got him for three more years. Look, uh, left side, Darnell Nurse, six foot four. 220 pounds. Matthias Ekholm, 6'4", 220 pounds. Kulak, 6'2", 210 pounds, and been playing with more bite lately. And then Broberg's the guy they're, they're kind of bringing along here a bit, 6'3", right side of the defense, and CeCe's had, uh, he's had a bit of a core issue this year, but 6'3", he was real good in the second half last year. Bouchard is the smallest of their defenders at six foot two and 200 pounds, and he's going to get a chance in the power play. And then they got DeHarnay, six foot six, 225. That is a big defense, Al. Well, I think it's what you need. You have to have, you can't have little guys darting in and out in the playoffs. And you saw with Tampa, when they changed their mindset as to how they were going to play, you know, a lot of people thought Luke Shen's career was over and Zach Bogosian and players like that. They brought those guys in there and they did a really good job. Uh, Savard, you know, bigger players. And, you know, nothing against the small guys. And, and You know, the, you need serviceable guys that understand sacrifice, shot block, defense first, uh, playing within their game. And, like, once again, all those players I mentioned, I believe Ekholm's far better than uh, and, and you look at them, they've all kind of simplified their game. I thought Luke Shen would have been on the league five, six years ago, and he found a way to remain re- to remain relevant, play a solid game, play within himself and what his limitations and what his expectations are. And you take, you could say the same with Savard when he was there. You could say the same with Zach Bogosian. So you have to have those types of players. And once Tampa realized you had to have that type of roster, that you had to be difficult to play against uh, and not just depend on point and, and Kucherov off in Stamkos to get all your offense, it, it needs to be an entire committee. And, you know, it's kind of a cliche in hockey, but you don't go far and you go back to the Oilers dynasty years. And I'm trying to make sure I get this right. First Stanley Cup had a third line of Dave Hunter, Stan Weir, no, it was McClellan. It was, it was McClellan. Pat Hughes. It was McClellan. Yeah, it was McClellan. Yeah, it was McClellan. Uh, Weir was gone by then. It was McClellan yeah. with Hughes and Hunter. Yeah. There you and go. And I just, yeah, and I, and I look at, I'm getting old. And so when you look at all of these things that happen and how teams, you know, get ahead, you know, you had Gretzky and all those guys, but people forget the importance of Pat Hughes. 
Dave Hunter. And then McClellan, I believe, yeah, they traded for him that year, and he made all the difference in the world on that third line. I can't believe I'm, I'm patting this guy in the back. Anyways, you know, they had, they, they had but, I, you know, as a, as a kid in the stands coming home from junior hockey that year and, and watching that team play and seeing how important it was to have role players and guys – and guys understanding what what they need to do that that was incredible and that was genius by slats was i believe a lot of coaches just used to roll their top guys and you know the oilers were no different but when you get guys in their roles and i think that's when hockey canada at that way back then uh they started to realize you know you have to get guys to buy into their roles and you, you have to have a complete roster you can't have everyone looking like connor mcdavid and you know that's impossible and dry settle you need the other guys what makes zach hyman so valuable is that he does a little bit of everything you know he, he's not a beautiful skater but he gets there he's quick uh i don't know if he's fast he's kind of sloppy with the puck but man that guy produces because he knows that he's got to be the hardest working guy on the ice every game he gets to the front of net he scores ugly goals he scores pretty goals but the guy's going and he understands his role has to be high energy you have to be dependable and you know i i see the oilers coming together and you're getting more and more players that understand that they've got to do more within their role to help this team achieve and get you know get get to the get to the finals and possibly potentially win a Stanley Cup. Al, one final one for you. We only got about 30 seconds. Yay or nay? Would you call up Steve Eiserman? You saw this guy in Washington. He got traded for Mantha, and say, Steve, instead of buying him out in the off season, we'll take him at half. Could Vrana be a fit in Edmonton? Jakob Vrana. Uh, you know what? I saw him play last month, and I would have to say nay today. I, th- I think he's a huge project uh, emotionally and, and physically. It looks like it, he looked like a little kid on the ice since he's been back. Uh, I, I think that he needs a lot of work, and I love him. Uh, he was so good for the Caps in that role. Uh, once he had a bigger role, I think he kind of fell apart. But uh, there's so many good things about that kid, how fast he can skate, how well he can shoot the puck. But he's got to understand what his role and his placement on the team is. And, you know, so it's a huge risk factor. Uh, I don't think his career is over, but I think he's got to understand, grow up, and and grow into understanding that he's not going to be a first-line NHL player, that he's going to be a second, third, you know, a second liner when he's at his top. He's probably going to be a third player and have to do all those other extra things. Great stuff, Al. We love having you on the show. Thank you for amending your schedule and joining us in Oilers now. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. You bet. That is Al May, uh, who, of course, fought Kevin McClelland right at the start of training camp as McClelland came onto the ice in one of the legendary Oilers stories of all time. Um, a voice from the past texted me on the Ashley Fine Flores text line, Bob, what about Willie Lindstrom? He was a huge pickup by Slats. There was a Willie R- Lindstrom uh, 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 reference in last night's broadcast when we saw Devin Shore wear number 19. Um, guests on Oilers Now received gift cards to Japanese Village. That's right, Japanese Village. And I want to make sure I do this right, so I'm going to go right to Don, the source himself. Uh, Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite, Tepon Yaki. Tepon Yaki steak restaurant come in and check out their new locations at 3975 calgary trail i couldn't pronounce mark fioretti 
when he played at the University of Calgary. So I had to go and make sure I got the right pronunciation there. We'll be back. Uh, we're going to get to the Oilers Now injury report when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 127 in Edmonton. Welcome back. The Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the uh, gang of James H. Brown, big supporters of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks and the University of Alberta. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, we will tell you that Evander Kane... Uh, We've not seen him on the ice practicing. Today's a CBA-mandated off day for the Edmonton Oilers. Connor Yamamoto, no update after last night's game. Ryan Murray is back skating. Cars cost less in Wetasco and Brent Ridge Ford and Wetasco, well-known for their top-shelf service department. Half the crew at Brent Ridge are Oilers fans. they got a couple Flames fans there as well. At Brent Ridge, they don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny. Let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. That is Brent Ridge Ford. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Our NHL insider John Shannon at 135 today for Legacy Heating and Cooling. When we return on Oilers Now.